church. So this morning, I want to share with you guys a beautiful message, Crazy Feet. And you are thinking, what? Crazy Feet? Yeah. But before we get there, in our worship service number 224, January 10, 2021, I would like to invite you to download the bulletin. If you are watching online, what if you go to the website vchurch.us and download the bulletin, or you can do it also by putting your camera towards the QR code there and download the bulletin of today. That is what I would like you to do. And here in the church, we print the bulletins, and we are ready to roll with this message in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you so much, beautiful church members. Thanks to you, to your contributions and your faithful support. We can broadcast and do what we do. If you are one of those who says, you know what, I think it's time for me to do something different this year with money and money management. I'm going to put God first. That's the way to do it, my friend. Prosperity will come to you. Try God on this. Just try him. Test him, he says. vchurch.us forward slash give. Or you can simply send a text message. 432-268-0007. You will enjoy it. Thank you, Sebastian, for your work with the IT broadcast. It's getting better and better. I received uh, reports this week. Some, some people in Virginia, in Hampton, Virginia, said to me over the phone, I want to tell you, please tell, and I, I need to, to put that on the screen because I, I want you to see my face right now, my friends. This is what this person that called from Virginia, from Hampton, Virginia, said to me. Tell your team that they are doing a phenomenal job with the videos. And I said, well, thank you so much. And he said... You know, what you are doing, providing so many videos during the week, is so inspiring. And maybe people will not thank you, but it doesn't matter. People are watching and they are being inspired. And that's why I, I want you to know, Sebastian, especially that your work is very important. And thank you, everybody else, for what you are doing here with us in Victory Church. Crazy feet. Are you ready for crazy feet? Well, I am ready. I'm going to show you on the screen the first scripture of today, and we read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. The preaching of the cross seems foolish and nonsense to those who are lost. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. You tell me if that's not true. When you are hanging out in any place, store, or restaurant. And for instance, you are in the restaurant, and then you bow your head and you say your prayers. You will notice that some people around you will, will be looking at you and saying, what is he doing? What, is, what, what are they doing? What, what's, they are just showing off. They are just showing off. Other people might even say to you, and you really believe that God is listening to you? <laughs> Do you really believe that God listens to you? Some others will say even, well, if there is any God, why there are so many people in trouble in the world? Why so many people, so many children especially suffer? 
the injustices in the world. If there is God, why this? If there is God, why that? That's why I don't believe in God, etc. Because to them, the preaching of the cross seems to be foolish and no sense. Nonsense at all. You know? It's exactly the way that they, they feel it. It's like some other, put it in other words, it's like for these people, we need to be crazy to believe what we believe. And that is exactly why crazy feet is a necessary message for you to hear because it makes no sense to people. No, that's to people. To us, it's different. You know, to us, is the being, being saved is the power of God. Okay, I want to share with you some stories today about people that had crazy feet. And the first one that I want to show you is Abraham. Abraham, his story begins in Genesis 12. Abraham, he was called by God to leave his parents' home. Yeah. Yeah, one day the Lord said to Abraham, Abraham, I want you to leave your parents' home because you are going to, to a place where I am going to bless you. The Lord said to Abraham. Abraham was like, really? And your word? Your, you are giving me your word, Lord? And, they, and the Lord said, yeah, I promise you. I promise you. Abraham, Abraham everything is going to be all right. Everything is going to be all right if you just follow my directions. He had crazy feet. Remember this. Your feet are going to follow your mind. And when in your mind, you are so clear that God is talking to you and telling you that you have to do something, my friend, you're going to do it. You will do it. Because for some reason, being in the presence of God is going to move you to do things like leaving a place and going to another place. We just heard the testimony of our brother Tim here and Mary which today they are, they brought their grandson, Uli. Yeah, Uli. Uli is great. And you know what? I just love that he has a, a shirt like mine today. It was so, he's matching. Because Tracy is not here to match my shirt. Uli is here to match my shirt. That was great, Uli. <laughs> they, they came from California. When you think about how people moved, from one place to the other. Some individuals say, I, I, don't, I don't see the reason why they have to move, you know? It's like, uh, we don't need more people here. You know what's funny to me about that? Because I think about the foundation of our country. Have you ever thought that we all are immigrants, actually? When you think about everybody in this country and you study their ancestry line, you know, with a few exceptions or pure Native Americans, the rest of us, we come from other parts of the world. We moved. And why is that we moved? Why our ancestors moved? Well, because there was a calling. Do you know that 
The Lord wants to bless you, my friend. The Lord wants to bless you. And quite often the blessing is going to come to you when you learn to move. When you get rid of the fear of, of being so comfortable where you are in that place, mental, emotional, psychological, even career-related, business-related, <laughs> and you need just to take that step of faith and say, okay, Lord. Now, the beautiful the beautiful, uh, the beauty uh, in this particular story of Abraham is that the scripture doesn't say, and one day Abraham was thinking, it might be a good idea to go somewhere else. You know, I have done some researches, and I decided that it's, it's a great idea to go somewhere else. You know, it's not what happened, you know? We don't know the details of what was going on in Abraham's parents' home. We don't know the details because there, there is no record of those incidents or conversations. We don't know. But you and I know the details of our circumstances before we moved. And quite often we find that people that move, they move because somehow things were not working out well. And the Lord wanted to bless you and bless me and bless everyone. That's why I'm encouraging you, my friend, today. Just consider the possibility that maybe God wants to bless you when you take the step of faith. Especially in a season like this, when we are about to start the year. Well, actually, when we already start the year. <laughs> because it's, it's a time for, for new things. You know who is the next example of someone that had crazy feet? Eliezer. Eliezer is Abraham's servant. Once Abraham was in his area, in his new area, in his promised land, and he knew that he would be blessed, and he had his own son, and now the son is a grown-up, he is concerned because he says, Oh boy. Isaac probably will get involved with any of these pagan women here, and I don't like that idea. Now listen carefully, parents. Christian parents. If you are not paying attention, who are the people that are, your children are dating? You might end with one of your kids married to a pagan, meaning somebody that doesn't worship God. In fact, many people today hate God. Imagine. Imagine your, your descendants, your grandkids, being raised in a home where one of the parents is telling the kid, there is no God. We don't pray here. The Bible is not true. Imagine that. That... That scenario sounds horrible. Abraham was aware of that. And he said, I got to do something about it. He was thinking and then he knew that the solution was to bring a woman that had the same beliefs, the same belief system. So he said to Eliezer, come here, boy. You work for me. Do you trust me? 
Yes, sir. You are my, my boss. You are the owner of the company. I trust you. I have been with you for many, many years. And you let me handle your business. I trust you. Okay, now I am giving you an assignment that has nothing to do with business. <laughs> Liezer says, an assignment that has nothing to do with business. What that could be? <laughs> I really want to know. Yes, sir, what is? what do you want me to do? And he says, I want you to go and find a wife for my son. Eliezer starts thinking, and how in the world am I going to do that? I don't know what the taste of this guy is. I don't know what I'm going to bring. A brunette? Blonde? An Asian girl? Dark skin? Short hair? How? What kind of woman? And Abraham said, you don't worry about that. All that I want you to do is to follow my instructions. Okay, my friend, here's something profound that I need you to get. Sometimes you are Eliezer. And you are under the authority of a man of God. And the Lord showed Abraham what is what he needed to do. So Abraham called Eliezer and asked him to do something. Eliezer didn't, didn't know what to do, how to do it, but he knew that if he only obeyed Abraham, he will get the job done. So certainly it was crazy, the idea. Well, But after all, let me tell you, Abraham was used to crazy ideas. He was used to that. Do you realize that? Abraham was used to that. Imagine years ago, one day, God said to him, leave this place. I want to bless you somewhere else. Okay. So years later, the Lord said to Abraham, well, <laughs> I'm going to give you a son. And you are old and your wife is old, but I want to do something for you. Another crazy idea. Circumcision, another crazy idea. I mean, Abraham was so used to that. And one day the Lord said, I want you to kill the boy. Oh my goodness. So Abraham was used to crazy ideas. But when you have faith in God, and you know in your heart that is what he wants you to do, you believe that, you know that, you just move in that direction. What is what God is telling you to do, my friend? What is he putting in your heart today that you should do? If you are certain about that calling, just do it. Do it. Don't think twice about it. What is what God is telling you to do today, right now? Do it. Get the job done. And if you are close to somebody, like Eliezer was close to Abraham, and you see Abraham attempting this crazy thing and succeeding, Attempting this other crazy thing and succeeding, and succeeding, and succeeding, and seeing the anointing of God upon Abraham's life. Eliezer was used to hear crazy ideas and see Abraham do crazy things. So when he was asked to do something crazy, Eliezer said, I'm going to do it. Eliezer is the second example of somebody that simply believed that needed to do something crazy. The next one is Moses. 
You tell me it was not crazy what happened to Moses. You know the story. He was in a little basket. He was raised by the Pharaoh's daughter. <laughs> now he fought against the Egyptian now. He is in the mountains now. He is married to another person there. A woman out there in the mountains. And now he is with animals. And now he's old. <laughs> 80 years old. He's thinking, okay, well, I had a good life. I have a family. Well, I guess all those dreams to save the people of Israel. All these people. They were just an idea that I had. But, and suddenly he sees a burning bush. <laughs> and here's Moses, you know, in the mountain. Looking at that thing. What is that? He was thinking, I wish I had my phone with me. I will have signal to broadcast live this thing. That was Moses was thinking. But he said, is that true what I am seeing here? Or am I crazy? <laughs> am I crazy to see this burning bush here? And then he hears the voice of God. The voice of the Lord. And the Lord says to him, you are now going to set my people free. You are going to release my people. Moses is just thinking. Am I dreaming here? Am I really crazy here? What, what's going on with me? What's going on with me? To take off my shoes from this land? I'm going to walk barefoot from now on? What's going on? Maybe you are thinking the same thing, right? What God is putting in my heart to do is just crazy. Am I crazy now? Am I listening weird things now? Am I listening to God for real? For real, am I listening to the voice of the Lord? Because those people, this, this preacher and this friend and these other others that I know, they say that God is talking to them. Am I becoming like them, that crazy? But Moses didn't argue with the thought. Moses didn't argue with the Lord. The Lord told him, this is what you're going to do, and he did it. What about you, my friend? Why are you hesitating to do what the Lord is telling you you need to do? Are you afra afraid of what? Afraid of what? To do something wonderful? To do something great? To do something nice? To do something crazy because God is putting that idea in your heart? Well, you know what? That's the way that God moves. I'm standing here right now speaking to you and my friends here present in the church because one day the Lord spoke to me and said you need to start Victory Church. That was four years and a few months ago. That was a crazy idea. I said to the Lord, Lord, I'm too old to start a church. I'd rather to work for a, an established, established church so they, they will have everything ready. I just go and read my Bible and talk to people. Why do I have to do that? 
I already did this before three times, Lord. It's so hard. It's so time-consuming. I don't want to do it. And the Lord said, and who is saying that you will do it? And I said, you told me I'm going to do it. No, what I told you is I want you to go in that direction. I'll do it. You just do your part. Read the Bible, prepare the message, and speak. I will move. And he has. And he has. And we continue growing spiritually, numerically. We are maturing, my beautiful church members. You are growing. And your hearts and your knowledge of the word. I see your faith growing and growing. I'm so proud of many of my church members because they believe the crazy preaching of the gospel. It's crazy. But you move forward and you say, okay, I'm going to do what the Lord wants me to do. Abraham did it. Eliezer did it. Moses did it. You realize that? And then Moses now is leading the Israelites. They are out of Egypt. They are on, on their way to the promised land. <laughs> And then the Lord says to several of them, including Joshua, Okay, guys, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go there and take a look of the promised land. And tell me what you see. And among the twelve, there was this one, Joshua, who believed. And it's the same situation again. It's the same situation of somebody that was under the leadership of a man of God, Joshua saw God supporting Moses. Uh, please pay attention to this, my friend. Please pay attention. Joshua saw God supporting Moses. So that was the proof that Moses was legit. Joshua saw that. He believed. He understood. And then he said, Okay, so God is with Moses, definitely. God is with Moses. There you go. So once you understand that there are ones that are anointed, and those anointed ones are asking you to do something for the behalf of the people, not for a personal gain, not for materialistic interest, it's for the sake of the people, to save souls. To bless the people. Moses says, Joshua, I want you to go. What is what Joshua did? He said, hmm, okay, I'll do it. And here is Joshua and Caleb and the rest. And you know what happened. They conquered the land. And who was the one who led the people of Israel after Moses? Joshua. There you go. There you go. That's the answer. That's the answer, my friend. Another example that I can give you about people following their, their crazy minds and their crazy feet is what happened in Luke chapter 22 in the upper room. <laughs> this is one of my favorite stories about the Lord Jesus sending the apostles to something. It's just, to me, it's hilarious. Hilarious. And I bet the Lord Jesus was dying laughing about it. I am sure he did, because he was, you know, he had a great sense of humor, right? 
you know, but also he was serious. <laughs> but that moment, this is what I picture. The apostles says to the Lord, say to the Lord, Lord, uh, we are about to celebrate Passover, so where, where are, are we going to eat? What are we going to do for this particular night? You know, it's like us celebrating Thanksgiving, and we talk to the family. Hey, are we going to meet for Thanksgiving? <laughs> what are we going to eat? You know, where, etc. <laughs> the apostles say, say to the Lord, so, Rabbi, teacher, tell us what to do. And the Lord very seriously looked at them and said, I want you to go to such and such a street. There is a guy that is carrying a jar with water. It's a big thing with water. Follow him, and he will tell you. He will take you to the right house, and there in the upper room is where you're going to meet. You're going to tell the guy that the Lord says that you are going to prepare the room. You get that? He was serious. <laughs> now, can you imagine the apostles listening to such a thing? So now I'm one of the apostles, right? Go to a street to follow a man who is carrying a jar of water and then knock at the door and tell the guy and we will fix the room there. Okay? So they all say to the Lord, okay. So they walked out and as soon as they are out, not in the presence of Jesus, <laughs> all of them, they turn to each other and say, what is this? Following a man carrying a jar of water? What? What is this? Are, do you really believe that? Do you really think? And probably all of them are debating the same idea. Following a man with a jar of water? Who, who is carrying a jar of water in these days? And if you only knew the cultural thing about carrying a jar of water for a Jew, oh, you would be dying laughing. Now, on the other hand, you have the Lord Jesus who sent these guys to do that, and he is now probably checking his email in his laptop, dying laughing. He is dying laughing, just thinking. <laughs> these guys are outside, so confused about my directions. The other disciples probably are looking at Jesus because he's laughing, right, to himself. And probably some came and said, Lord, why are you laughing? He says, I just would love to hear the conversation of those outside. What are they going to do with my instruction? Do you realize how many times the Lord is laughing at you because he's giving you an instruction and you are just like, uh, okay, let me see if I understand. I have to sell my stuff. Here, I need to go to this other town because you will bless me there. Because you are going to open a door and then I will do this. Is, is that what you are saying, Lord? And the Lord so seriously says, yes, indeed. Would you do it? <laughs> you go, uh, yes, Lord, I will. Thanks. And as soon as you turn, you are just with all these dilemmas, right? <laughs> you are just wondering... Is this for real? <laughs> and the Lord on the other hand, he's just dying laughing, just thinking, what are you doing with the instructions he just gave you? Because it's exactly what happens all the time, my friends. The Lord is telling you to do something and you just don't get it quickly. You are just debating, is this for real? For real, Lord? 
Well, those guys are walking in the street. And probably some was saying, I don't see no jar. I don't see no man with a jar. And suddenly one of the disciples says, hey, guess what? Hey, look, 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 look. There is a, gar a guy there. He is actually carrying the jar. Let's follow him. And they follow the guy, right? They are following the guy. And then he gets into this house. And they go and they ask. And everything was done exactly, exactly as the Lord said to him, to them. So now let's, let's go back to our reality. After the fantastic instruction the Lord is giving us about doing something that was crazy and we just did it because he is the Lord. <laughs> One day we are there and then because the order was to do something right and we are doing it there and then we say, is that a man carrying a jar of water? Is that really happening? And then you see one after the other. The things that the Lord said will happen to you happening. One thing after the other. Whatever the Lord says to you that is going to happen, happens. Crazy. Crazy feet. But you have to follow your feet. Simply, you have to follow your feet. Let me give you another example. This is in the book of Acts, chapter 9. Ananias. This is, this is hysterical. Ananias is even more complex still. Because this required now two guys in this particular scenario. And the guys involved in this scenario are Paul and Ananias. You remember the story. Here is Paul, blind, because he was not certain about the Lord Jesus. And he became blind. He's in a room dying of worry. They're just so confused because he saw the Lord Jesus. The Lord spoke to him. And now he's blind, sitting there in a room. Probably he doesn't want to eat. So depressed. Can you picture Paul? Because he's like, are you telling me that all my life I was wrong? Are you telling me that Jesus is for real? <laughs> so, was, was I dreaming or was real? You know, this is Paul in his trouble, right? And on the other hand, you have Ananias, who was a disciple, you know, of the Lord, just having fun, worshiping God, just worshiping the Lord, reading the scripture. And then the Lord one day says, Ananias, yes, Lord, I want you to do something for me. Yes, sir, whatever you say, Lord. I want you to go to this particular house in this particular place. <laughs> there is a guy there, and uh, he's blind, and I want you to go to pray for him. And really? Yeah. And, and may I ask, who is this guy? Uh, it's, uh, it's Saul. Saul, you mean, yeah, the persecutor? Exactly. The one who is putting Christians in jail. Uh-huh. Is he in town? Yes. Do you want me to go to him? Uh-huh. And pray for him? Exactly. Would you do it? Uh, sure. Sure. I'll, I'll do it, Lord. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. 
So you see the, the situation, right? So here, here is our story, my friend. Our story is, is just like that. Sometimes there are two individuals involved in the, in the situation. Two individuals, and, uh, and you just don't know wh where to go at that point. Because you know what you have to do is to follow the instructions of God. So the Lord is asking you, I want you to do this particular thing. And, and you trust in the Lord, you trust in His voice. You trust that the Lord is telling you what is the right thing to do. And sometimes it's risky. So here is Ananias. Imagine that. He heard the Lord. Okay, I'm going there. I don't think I can tell this my wife. She's not going to believe this. She's going to kill me. Oh my gosh. Do I need a GPS? No, I don't need a GPS. I know where that is. Oh my goodness. What if he has soldiers? What if all they say it's just a trick and they will get me and I will end up in prison for the rest of my life? <gasps> oh my gosh, I remember. I saw the post of Stephen. He ki they killed him and Saul was there. I saw the picture when he was holding the clothes. Oh my gosh. I, I don't even want to look at heaven. But I am doubting. I'm afraid of my life, Ananias. <laughs> I'm afraid of this. Isn't it that what you experience, my friend, when the Lord is telling you some things? You're like, really, Lord? Do I have to do that? Do I have to go to see this guy? Do I have to say those things to this guy? Do, do I really need to do that? Lord, are, are you sure? Maybe. Maybe you, you misspelled the name. Maybe you are not telling me the name exactly. Maybe it's another. Maybe that's it. It's not the soul that I think. It's another soul. Maybe it's another soul. That's it, right? No. But this is so risky. I know. Just go. You will see what is going to happen there. Once you get there... You will see what's going to happen. I'll be with you. You're going to pray for him. He's not going to be blind anymore. Okay. Just in case, I'm going to write my will. If I die, here is my will. Attorney, sign it. Done. <sighs> How many times we have done things like that? But we just say, this is the end of me. I don't think this is going to work. But I'm going to do it anyways because I trust in the Lord. And here, here we go. And we go and we get close to that house, to that office, to that place. <laughs> and then when we get there, uh, who is this? Um, Ananias. I came here because the Lord told me to come here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's here. <gasps> I know. Uh, nice to meet you. And, uh, I'm Ananias and, and I'm, I'm Saul. I, I know. And, what brought you here? Well, the Lord told me, the Lord? Are you saying God talked to you, Ananias? Yeah. Because I need a miracle. You're going to perform the miracle for me? Do you realize that you are the miracle for people? You are the miracle for people. 
You just don't know it. You just think, do I have to do this? <laughs> and when you are there, the miracle is going to happen because of you. Because of you. Because you believed. Because you could overcome the fear. And even if it was a little bit uh, scary for you, and even if you thought, well, if I fail, there's going to be so much shame on me. And it doesn't matter. You did what the Lord told you to do, and then you succeeded. Paul was able to see again because of Ananias. Because of Ananias. Because he believed. Isn't it beautiful? I know it's beautiful. And the next story comes from the next chapter, which is chapter 10. This is the story between Cornelius and Peter. Cornelius was a good man. He was not precisely a believer, a full believer going to church and stuff like that, but he was a good man of a man that feared God and did many wonderful things. But he had a need. And uh, one day, he heard from the Lord that he needed to send for Peter. <laughs> the soldiers obeyed Cornelius and they went to, to look for Peter. Peter, on the other hand, he was one day praying and he had a vision. And the Lord told him, somebody's going to come to get you and you just go with these people. Well, you know, Peter was used to this kind of stuff. Do you realize that? Peter, like many, many of us believers, we are used to see miracles, right? We saw the miracle of our salvation, miracle of provision, miracle of healing. Many miracles we have seen in our lives, so we are used to miracles. So here is Peter, used to see miracles. He saw the Lord Jesus alive, risen again. Peter was the one praying one day for a guy and said, I don't have much money, but I, what I have, I give you in the name of Jesus. Walk. <laughs> Stand up and walk. Right? So Peter actually walked on water. So he was used to live in that atmosphere of miracles. And when, when the Lord said to him, there is someone that is going to get you, just go with him. He knew it. That was the right thing to do. There is going to be a time in your life, my friend, that you will be like Peter. You, are be, you will be so used to live in the miracles atmosphere. You live in the supernatural. You don't doubt. You just know it. Whatever the Lord is telling you, you say, this is the Lord. I'm going to do what the Lord is telling me to do. <laughs> and you just do it. Now, when he came to see Cornelius and the miracle happened, that was beautiful. Because it couldn't happen without Peter. But it couldn't happen without Cornelius. Two individuals that connect, like Paul and Ananias. Have you ever thought that there are individuals somewhere that are waiting for you? Someone is waiting for you. Someone is praying. Whether it's Cornelius or Paul. 
waiting for Peter or Ananias. Someone is there waiting for you. Have you ever thought about that? And all that you need to do is just to go. Go. Trusting in the Lord. Like Abraham did. Like Moses did. Just go. You just need to learn to, to move in that miracle atmosphere and be happy with whatever the Lord is telling you to do, my friend. Amen. Just be happy with that because He has a plan. Do you know that crazy feet follow a crazy mind? It's true. Because the preaching of the gospel is crazy. We are saved because somebody died. <laughs> our, forgiven, our, our sins are forgiven because of the blood of a man. Isn't it that crazy? It's super crazy. But we are forgiven for, for a blood that is a holy blood because of a holy man, the anointed son of God died for us. The Son of God, the perfect Lamb of God, He gave His life for you. That's why you are forgiven. The preaching of the gospel that is, is a crazy stuff for, for people, for you is the power of God for your salvation. That is why we become crazy. Our minds are crazy. It's what people say. You're crazy. How can you believe those things? It's an old book. Yeah, but it's the word of God for me. Crazy feet follow crazy minds. But not just that, my friend. I'll tell you what else. That is important. Your feet will follow your mind. And your mind follows the word of God. It's not that you just go with whatever ideas are in your head. You go to the Word of God and you read the principles of the Scripture. How the Word of God is showing, you, showing us the path in God to do everything and anything. You know? That is what makes our lives, even though it's crazy, but they are special. And once you learn to follow God's Word... You will learn to follow the voice of the Holy Spirit. And He will take you to do crazy things. So I want you to review with me these steps because it's essential for your future. Everything will begin when the preaching of the gospel finally makes sense to you. And the Holy Spirit is the one doing that work in your heart, in your mind. Therefore, you become... A person that might be called crazy in the eyes of the world. And your feet are going to follow your mind. But you're not going just to go nuts. No, you follow the word of God. But when you are following God's word. Which is, is another step, right? Then you will learn how to follow the voice of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit doesn't talk random stuff. You know, the Holy Spirit will always talk to you according with what's written in the Word. Do you realize that? 
The Holy Spirit will not tell you anything that is against God's word. The Holy Spirit will tell you everything according with God's word. That's the way that the Holy Spirit works. And that is the way that the Holy Spirit will talk to you. Mm -hmm. You know, next Sunday, on January 17th, our worship service, 225, I'm going to be talking to you about something interesting. It's a question. Which kind of spy are you? Do you know that you are in the secret service for God? Which kind of a spy are you? Is the topic for next Sunday that I hope to see you here. Yes, my friend. It's going to be a wonderful service. January 17th, worship service 225. But if we continue talking and closing this message today, crazy feet. We know that we become crazy because of the preaching of God's word. So, let me ask you. Would you like to have crazy feet? Would you? Would you like to have crazy feet? You are thinking, uh, I'm not sure if I want to have crazy feet. <laughs> well, it's a great possibility. You can have a crazy feet when you give your heart to the good Lord. Give your heart to the good Lord. He will take you to the right place, my friend. He will bless, bless you like he blessed Abraham and Moses and Joshua and David and all the patriarchs and all the heroes in the Bible, Gideon, Elijah, all the heroes in the New Testament, John, Peter, Luke, Matthew, Paul, All the heroes that we have in our recent history here in America and in the world. People that did crazy things. I do crazy things. I have crazy feet. <laughs> because I gave my heart to the Lord. And he changed me and he made me crazy. But I am happy to be crazy for him. <laughs> completely insane. Would you like to have crazy feet? Would you like to give your heart to God? I wonder. <clears throat> because you can do it, my friend. And there is one scripture that I want to give you. Romans 10, 9. If you openly say, Jesus is my Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from death, you will be saved. Perhaps this is the day for you to give your heart to the good Lord. Would you like to join me in a prayer? And with me, dedicate our lives to God? Dear God, I want to change. Renew me. Transform me. Make me new, please, Lord. Please forgive me. You are the one that I want to adore. You are my God. I open my heart to you. I confess my sins before you. I need to change. I want to trust you and obey you and serve you forever, my Lord. Starting today, I want to see life and people exactly as you do. Please help me, Lord, to become the person you want me to be. 
Yes, Lord. My friends, it's on this cross, this beautiful cross, where our sins are forgiven. What if you join me? Say with me. I am forgiven by Jesus. My Lord can do everything. His word is true and active in me. My life is going to be great and blessed in 2021. Be blessed in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a beautiful rest of your Sunday. And I'll see you here next time. Amen. turns from darkness to light anytime temptation comes and someone stands to fight anytime somebody lives to serve and not be served i know i know i know i know you for watching Victory Church. Please feel free to contact us. Our email address is info at vchurch.us and our phone number is 432-614-9798.